Justin yesterday was like it was like playing the drums. I was like, that's I've never seen that before. Have you heard of the funk? Uh, the so okay. The funk. The funk walk. No. So uh, why? Well, okay, I, I see me. It's essentially just like when you're walking, you're just like, like you're. It's over exaggerated. You, you know how like when you see. So I think like the where the way funk came from is like, it's the EDM that Russia listens to, because hmm. a lot of them have like that weird like, kind of beat to it. Yeah. In that fashion, and then they like, and then like for some fucking reason, Memphis, Tennessee just took it over and it became Memphis funk. But like, it's so fucking hilarious. I, in fact, I know the exact. So, do you know who Garantham is? Um, no. Uh, gun tuber. Gun tuber? What? Gun youtuber. <laughs> gun tuber. Sorry, I'm I'm saying I'm saying words that are like. Oh. So, this is uh, this is we're we're doubling up today. So this is episode number two, and as you can see by my my little treat. Um, oh, wow, I gotta figure out the orientation. This, this is a Saturday, and, uh, we're going for it. Yeah, Dublin, Dublin had some extra time. I like it. I was trying to figure out who to fill the slot with, and, uh, you were like, you wanna do it again? Yeah, dude. We just bank an episode, why not? Fuck, Whenever, yeah. whenever you need an extra one. I love it, dude. Um, cause it's like on the whole week, so we have, we have kids for a whole fucking week. Mm-hmm. So... It makes things a little bit more occupied, which is okay. So, weirdly enough, have you ever seen one of those Bluetooth uh, door locks? Yeah, I don't like those. You don't? No, I don't like them. Okay. Why? What were you, what were you about to say? Uh, yeah, we you, we got the security door up, which was a cunt to put up, by the way. Yeah, no, I would imagine so. They They don't seem that fun. And I broke the deadbolt that was on it. I was, yeah, I saw that. So the hole's just there? I was going to put a Bluetooth or a, a coded deadbolt, maybe? I don't know. Okay, so the reason why I don't like the Bluetooth deadbolt... Okay, any electronic de- deadbolt, you can kind of just like hit with a hammer and take it off. Hmm. Like, they're not really good. Like, the ones with the numbers on them? Yeah. Yeah, I I just prefer an old school deadlock. Hmm. It's only, only because of the fact that, like, the... It's kind of, so I went down this rabbit hole when I was trying to find a gun case. Yeah. Because I was going to find one that just uses my finger as a blueprint, uh, my fingerprint. And then I learned that you can, like, uh, kind of just, like, use a screwdriver to take it off and then open it. Like, oh. it's, they're, they're not as safe and secure as one would think. So I guess we should take a step back now. Let me just tell you that it's, like, safe and secure is not 100% what I'm shooting for. Are just looking for ease of access? I'm just looking for, like, a modern, clean look. Is that fair? It is, but I'm trying to think about the, the <laughs> angle you're going. Because, like, the rest of the house doesn't look modern and... I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> this, every, everything else is like... Yeah. This whole neighborhood's like, nah. And you're like... I want the deadbolt to be like fucking. I want the Tesla of deadbolts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's bring technology into this. I really want to spike it up a little bit. Making... I get it. Also, like, 
it's a deterrence. That's really all it is, and that's it's a good deterrent. Yeah. It's a great deterrent. Yeah, so, yeah. if you have a deadbolt, anything it's gonna work better than nothing. Right. Well, and that that my fucking entry door is metal too. Yeah, that's fair. So it's like, also it's one of those things where it's like, um, like you know, you can cut a bike lock with a with a pair of uh, hedge trim clippers. Yeah. But like. Who the fuck carries around hedge clippers unless they're trying to specifically steal a bike? So, like, it's a great deterrence for any normal person. Yeah. Not not a seasoned thief. So, there's that. And also, just having that extra little, like, gauge. You're, you're really looking at that like you're scared. Yeah, I am scared. It's 15% alcohol. It's a pregame starter. You're right. It's quite literally. You're right. Folks, I'm staying home tonight. The problem is you didn't pre... You, you've already yeah. had a few of uh, whiskeyers. Uh, whiskeyers. So I guess the... Uh, <laughs> I guess I guess the pregame ritual is kind of... Out the window. That's just that's just a, that's just a fun shot. This is going to be the... Uh, that's a triple shot. The vomit inhibitor. The bu- A buzz ball is a triple shot once you've already started drinking. Yeah, it's 15%, dude. Anyway, we'll save that for a minute. But, uh... Shit. What were you, uh... We, we, we gone through the list of, like, topics and stuff like that, and... We'll... Oh, Read the Room was the one I was thinking of. Well, read the Room. Read the Room. You mentioned that a couple of times. Because there was a few ones where it's, like... No. We can talk about it, but Read the Room is definitely the easiest one. Yeah. Well, or, yeah. or not the easiest one, but the one that I can most understand. So, the reason why this... The, the thought process of Read the Room came into my head was because um i noticed that when i get too comfortable around people i start making jokes and my jokes are apparently uh a little aggressive oh so, so you're you're on the opposite end of this yeah yeah you're, i need to read the room better oh okay wow so, so th- this is the first time i've heard this perspective yeah no this is a flaw that i have okay like so <laughs> the best way i can okay so the 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 thought process of me coming up with read the room is uh like thursday when i was i already told you but no one else knows about this yet i was talking to uh i had to go do something at work and we were we have we use bags a lot at work and someone bagged all the bags into one bag and it was completely unnecessary so i just like took all the bags out of the bag and put the stuff where they needed to be instead of in the bag Mm -hmm. and the bag was huge, so I, I looked at my uh, my boss and I'm like, "Dude, look how big this fucking bag is. Where do they find this? You can fit a toddler inside this fucking bag." <laughs> and he just looked at me and goes, "Why would you even think like that?" I'm like, "What do you mean? Why would I think like that? Like, you can you can literally fit a fucking child in this bag." And he's like, "Why why is that a metric in your head?" And I'm like, "Ah, like that's where we're at." So Shit. I I realized that like. All right, this person kind of has some sort of feeling about this. It, it's essentially like just I made a joke that didn't fucking land, and <laughs> it was kind of bad. So listening to it for the second time, I'll be honest with you, and like in my head, uh, maybe maybe this is like pessimistic or or something of that nature. But you can make him the asshole. Uh, you could be like he can. Well, why does a child have to be? Where's your brain at? Like, is the child dead in your head? Because that's not what... I would put a kid in the bag alive. <laughs> I Here's the thing. That, that's called digging yourself into a hole. Right. Because now it's like, well, why would you put... Why would you suffocate the kid in the bag then? Nobody said like, he was suffocating. 
Well, if you put a kid in a bag, he's going to suffocate. It, this is semantics. That's yeah. not important. The point is, I made a bad joke, and it got... <laughs> okay, fair it went, enough. It went south real fair quick, enough. and yeah. I just chose to drop it. So you but, think you think that you, as a person, should read the room better sometimes? Well, okay. Like, I have this bad habit of when, like, a traumatic experience happens to a collective whole, like... Or, like, when someone tells me about something that happened... The first thing I do is laugh. And the reason why I laugh is because I find the comedy in absurdity. And when someone tells me, like, yeah, they, um, sorry, sorry that, like, I didn't talk to you for, like, two or three days. I had this situation happen. I'm like, oh, well, what happened? They're like, oh, my, this didn't happen. Just, this this is a a hypothetical. Like, oh, my, my dog got hit by a car and then fell into their pickup truck and I was trying to chase him to get my dog back and, I laugh because the absurdity in it, it sounds like a Family Guy skit. Right. And it, it's its one of those things where, like, that's not a laughing moment. It's not funny. But, like, it's, it's kind of funny. It, like, I... And then it, it also comes back to, like, I try to make things funny when they're not. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it's my coping mechanism. I'm, I cope with comedy. And I think that, you know, if someone hits my dog and it ends up in the pickup truck, well, at least they're not going to get hit again. Like, it's 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 a terrible thought process. My mind is fucked up. But, like... I, I personally can kind of can kinda see... Um, I don't necessarily do it with comedy. Um, I kind of just... I take... I take... Uh, the better end of the situation and, and lighten it up. You look for the light at the end of the tunnel. I do. I do. And I've just, and that's only because over the last like five years, I've tried to train myself, uh, in situations to just not have any, not have any brash choice making. Yeah. So when something bad or stressful or, or traumatic comes up, I just try to breathe it for a minute and then just be like, okay, well at least, you know, yeah, and no, I'll, I'll just be like, "Well, this is where we're at now." That's a good way to go. Like, it is. It, it, there's nothing wrong with comedy. It just doesn't work for everybody. It, it does. It definitely <laughs> does not work for everybody. But like, it's but not like, a bad thing. But like, that's that's like the light end of the read the room thing. Like, because you can you can talk about reading the room and like when you start seeing an argument forming and like let's say you're at like the club or something and like it's starting to get a little, a little a little dicey. It's like read the room. Is it most of the time? When a fight breaks out, you're not going to go in and stop it. Right. Not just because that's a terrible idea from, like, a, a statistic standpoint, but also, like, most people aren't going to do that. Like, I would say, like, 99% of the population would not be like, oh, there's a fight happening. I should stop it. Like, no. Like, you reading the room is like, I'm going to get out of here before this escalates. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm going to get to a safe area... To where I know if something happens, I can at least call the cops or something of that nature. Like, right. I can, I can, I can like get out of it. Like, it's kind of like when you hear a gunshot outside and you're like, you know what? I'm gonna go inside real quick, or like I'm gonna go under some cover just in case like they shot up into the air, because you know the bullets go down. I don't want to be yeah getting hit with a stray bullet for no reason, <laughs> like. Like something like I don't know maybe that. We live in a neighbor with neighborhoods where that that's a thing. It's a it's a possibility. So yeah. like it's and like that law that law where it's like a felony if uh, someone dies after you shoot into the air. 
I can't remember, but it's... It's it's some sort of like... It's like Shannon's Law or something like that. It's named after a little girl. Because a little girl died from that exact scenario. Yep, yep. In Phoenix, Arizona. Uh Uh-huh. So, that's why, like... And it, it came around, like, 2003. Like, it wasn't, like... It's a recent law. Yeah. I... I remember Dustin telling me about this story where... We're, we're going to get back to the theme in a moment. I, I remember <laughs> I remember Dustin telling me about this story of, like, the first time that um, one of his old friends uh, came to Arizona. The first day he was here, he bought a gun, and they were drinking, and then they drove... This was, like, in the 80s. Then they they drove around, and then this guy just decided while he was driving around to just start like shooting the gun in the air, and Jesus Christ! They got pulled over, and the the cop was like, "Oh, um, you guys doing anything tonight?" And like, "Oh, we're just driving around. I I just bought a new gun, so I was kind of curious about it." And he's like, "All right, um, how about you guys just go home?" And not that's all they got, the, and not shoot the gun anymore. Really? Yeah, because it wasn't all, it wasn't bad back then. Like like I said, that law became a thing in two thousand three. So it it just it didn't back then. It just it wasn't illegal. So people just shoot their guns in the air. Hmm. And I'm gonna be honest, I probably would have done that hmm. because I wouldn't have known better. Yeah, I don't know, but like, listen. I'm smart. I'm not that fucking intelligent. Like, it's... You are. <laughs> uh, you're smarter than most. Yeah, but I do make destructive decisions. Like, that's... You say that, but I've never seen it. I bought five guns in one in one month. That's not destructive. That's destructive. It's not. I'm definitely on a... I was definitely on a watch list for a little bit during that. I'm like, why is this guy buying so many handguns and, and rifles? <laughs> I don't know. I don't see that as destructive. I don't know. I, the point is like. That that was, that, the fact that back in the day that was just like a, hey, how about you just go home and calm down a little bit? Don't shoot the gun again. And now it's like that. That is like twenty seven years, like twenty five to thirty shit. years. Like it's yeah, it's a long fucking time. I forgot about that. DUI, aggravated driving. Uh. Uh. What? What is? What is? I forgot what the I forgot what that law law is called, but it's like uh something something about using a firearm I forget the technical term, but it's using a firearm within city limits and then uh shooting in the air is a federal crime it, by itself. Like it's it is now. Um now on all the street lights they have little sensors for uh fuck, what's the word? Um they can they can sense the uh decibels. Yeah, essentially. So they shoot someone near a streetlight. Yeah. Then they know where the crime committed at Exactly, yeah. And uh, so that's the thing now. So my girlfriend's fucking crazy and likes to fall asleep to forensic files. Oh. And I have learned so many things about how to commit a crime and not get caught. Also, (laughs) you will get caught. Yeah. It doesn't matter like it, how long you will get caught. You, you, the later episodes, like season fourteen and fifteen and sixteen, they're like, we tracked their phone, and it's like, well, fucking okay, yeah. And it's like, well, if you can track my phone, what if I leave the phone? They tracked your watch. They tracked this. They mm-hmm. tracked that. 
They track the computer on your car. If they think you're suspicious, they're just going to use your car. Well, I drive a 97. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Because someone near you... Someone was near you while you did that. And knowing that now that... Oh, my bad. Knowing that streetlights <laughs> have fucking decibel things on them. They do. Did you know microwaves have a decibel meter? So... Or not a decibel meter, a decibel uh, sensor. Mm. So if you, like, press the popcorn button, it wait, it listens to those. It, so when... Hold on. My brain oh. just got scatterbrained. Wait a minute. When, when you... Uh, Press the popcorn button and you put the popcorn bag in. Mm-hmm. So when the popcorn bag opens up and releases all that steam, yeah, that's the first sensor that tr- that that goes off is the the moisture sensor. The second sensor that goes off is when it hears two seconds in between each pop, and then it'll go for another fifteen seconds, and then shut off, and then it'll and then you have like a full bag of popcorn with like the least amount of kernels possible to that that didn't pop. I didn't know that. I I went down a YouTube rabbit hole for no reason about microwaves. I I really think I have the touch of the tism sometimes. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I might have to follow that one. Don't um, do it. <laughs> no, it's uh to go back to uh the the statement you will get caught, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter. I uh I would honestly say it's been probably like my number my number one deterrent from doing anything absurdly stupid. Yeah, you will talk to the cops. You will. It's 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 like you can look at any big moment in history, any big organization in history. Doesn't matter how you want to twist it, how you want to turn it. It's like no matter what happens, at some point in time, you will get caught. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, the shit's gonna go south. Doesn't matter how good it is up until then. There's a moment in time where everybody gets caught. Well, it's like, okay, so, like, one of the things they bring up in uh, Forensic Files is, like, in the older episodes, they're like, we had a piece of hair, but unfortunately, we didn't have the root of that hair. So, we weren't able to take, so they weren't able to extract the specific DNA that we needed. Right. And then in later episodes, like, well, back then, they didn't need the root. But now, (laughs) they don't need the root anymore. Right. So, now they can just do it, and then... Because they had their blood and their fingerprint. Also, the sleaziness in finding DNA is absurd. Like, if you go to a police station, they'll wipe down all of the uh, all of the doors. And then we'll be like, after you. And then have you open the door and then they have your DNA. It doesn't Dicks. matter if you take the coffee. It doesn't matter if you take the burger. It doesn't matter if you take the water. Like, they, they, they got you. Dicks. Just by the fact that, like, they'll wait, they'll they'll like break into your car and like touch and like do your steering wheel, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter if you touch anything in there anyways because they already have your steer the, the fingerprint from the steering wheel. So it's like this is this is kind of weird and off topic, but I found it uh, oddly satisfying to find out <laughs> when I pick up cars for evidence in the movies they use uh, the white powder mm-hmm. to figure out fingerprints. It's not fucking white. It's it's graphite. It's they fucking graphite. graphite. Literally, they use graphite powder. Dude, it's black. They use pencil lead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, the first time I saw it and I saw fingerprints, I was like, holy shit! It's not fucking white powder. Dude, it's even more funny too because they're like, we found this Dicks. thing that they we found a piece of paper that they shredded up. So someone went and found every piece of shredded paper. Yep. 
and then put on uh, the graphite to see find the fingerprint. Yeah, yeah. But the fingerprint wasn't strong enough, so we f- used this compound to bring out the fingerprint, and then we soaked all the wa- all the paper, and then we put it in this thing to humidif to dehumidify it, and then the compound showed a full fingerprint. I'm like, how did you figure this out? Yeah. How? Where did someone connect the dots for me? <laughs> where did someone decide if we use this compound with this compound and then make it wet and then make it dry, all of a sudden the compound works and we can find everything ever. And then it's clear as day. There's one where like this lady was put in a barrel for like 60 years. Oh my God. And like when they found it, they're like, oh, she had a journal in there. Well, we can't read anything. You know what we should do? We should, we should put them under different types of light. So we can read the handwriting on it. What the, what the fuck? Where? Who who figured that? Who figured out that green light and red light combined helps you read the imprints on a fucking piece of paper that was in wa- in water for sixty years? Like, not me. This kind of can tie into read the room a little bit, where it's like, <laughs> just don't commit a crime because it's not worth it if someone's pissing you off just don't stoop to that level that's right you're gonna get caught you're gonna deal with more repercussions yeah. than if you just let it go maybe it's time to go home yeah if someone's making you mad just leave <laughs> just remove yourself yeah <laughs> it's a hell of a twist turn back but i'll take it i, I don't know it <laughs> we're gonna keep going down the rabbit hole if we don't if we don't turn around real quick it's a good rabbit hole it was a great rabbit hole yeah it's a good rabbit hole <laughs> But yeah, no, like it's just one of those things where it's like, not one of those things. It, it. All right, so when you, so often, oftentimes in my life, when I, because okay, here's another story. Mm-hmm. I was dating this one girl, and she had two friends that were gay, and I, you, you've seen me with 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 cousin Joey. Yeah, yeah. Talk mad shit about gay people and Mexicans and mm-hmm. like we we just think it's funny to like bash on each other. We've spent hours on end to like talk about like to just like essentially like a roast contest. Yeah. Like just hours on end at times, just roasting each other to see who can think of the most absurd thing. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't land we'll like track back and then like build it back up. Like we just we enjoy the create of it and the the absurdity in which someone can come up with yeah like i called him a fun cuck once which is essentially um someone that isn't part of the group that's just watching everyone else have a good time Uh and then decides to like be like that's they're part of the group because they're they heard the conversation they're a fun cuck yeah like so (laughs) i hate that word cuck yeah, I love it so much. It just sounds like shit. I love. It. I, I, you're kind of a you're kind of shit. I'm not king shaming, but if you're a cuck, just fucking don't tell anybody. Just make somebody that watches. Well, I mean, I don't personally want to watch my girlfriend get get that fucked by somebody else. A hundred percent. Me neither. Yeah, yeah. We're normal. Well, Ish. close enough. Yeah, or... but <laughs> but either way, like. Joe and I, we we like to like joke around like that. We're we're very politically incorrect in our in our commentary towards each other. Yes. And these two gay guys came over to hang out with my with my girlfriend at the time, and I thought it was, I was like, I was fucking hammered. I I 
I wanted to go to sleep before that. We we already like did stuff like we had like calamari mimosas at like fucking brunch time. We we had to go do something else. My my girlfriend at the time took a nap and was like, "Oh, I'm ready for another party." And I'm like, "I want to go to bed." So they came over and I made a couple of gay jokes. And it didn't land. None of them landed. Didn't didn't go over well. It did not go well. (laughs) So I go inside and I'm like, hey, Joe, I need some fucking help out there because you can you can make them feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And as I'm talking to Joe, he's on the couch with a trash can next to him. And he looks at me. He's like, hey, dog, I can't be a ride or die right now. Oh, I'm dying. And then threw up in front of me, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that's not good. So I had to go outside, and I was like, all right, guys. I have to let you know. I apologize for all the things I'm saying. I'm, I'm just trying to be funny, and I, I obviously didn't read the room correctly, and right. I, I I apologize if I offended you guys. It's I just mean everything in jokes, and I didn't mean for it to be aggressive. And then I just started, like, doing self-deprecating jokes, and then they realized, like, it was more okay. But, like, I... I I I recouped and, and, and saved the night. Because at the end of it, they're like, we want to hang out with them more. It was cool. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you didn't. The first 15 minutes weren't bad. Right. <laughs> we saved it. But, like, yeah, no, like, there, there's been a couple of times where I adjusted. Like, I remember, you know when, like, someone is getting angry and, like, or so, you say something wrong. Like, you think that something is, like, a joke and then they... It, it, like, opens up, like, a door in their in their brain of, like, something, like... You say something, like, well, it's not like the... Someone's like, well, why wouldn't you find a belt sexual? And then someone's, like... And then someone has, like, a twitch in their eye, and they're like... My, my, my mommy beat me with a belt. And then, like, they, they get, like, really fucking aggressive out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, one bad joke, and all of a sudden, like, the night is in jeopardy. And it's like... Uh... Like... And you're like, all right, man. I apologize. Like it, like like having the humility to apologize when it's like, oops. Because <laughs> it doesn't have to be a joke either. It could be like, like you just say a comment. And you're like, that was a little far. Uh, every once in a while that happens. Usually in these types of situations, I'm a little bit more quiet. So so I I observe a lot. You're quiet, and I'm the one that makes the problem. Right. Okay. (laughs) I think actually, I think we've done that before. That's okay. Do you remember when Brandon got locked in or got lost in the in the girls' bathroom, and he had to get saved, and we we were at we were at a bar. Oh, oh wow! It was that night where like I threw up mac and cheese, and then you. Yeah. uh, I walked. I walked. You walked out, and you were like, "Hey, are you good?" I'm like, "Just leave me alone. I want to die like the wolf. I want to die like a lone wolf." And you're like. No, that's not how I am. I'm like, I'll be back in there. I just need this moment. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember that night. That, that night was, was uh, a clusterfuck. You guys brought some fucking heat that I had never had that night at the bar. <laughs> Fuck. It's because someone someone decided that they could beat me in pool. And I was like, no, you can't. The fuck you can't. But, okay. Like, uh, okay. So, uh, Brad. So, my dad, Brad, like... For some reason, all these people in my life that I grew up with were really good at pool. Like, 
where they're like, I'm gonna bank, I'm gonna double bank and it's gonna go into that pocket over there in the far left, in between those two that are yours. And you're like, oh okay. And then they do it. Oh okay. So they they taught me how to like be a pool shark essentially. Right. Like I, there was a point where I would go to go with uh, bars to with Brad when I was like 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and we'd just be having a normal game of pool. We it it would look sloppy, and then. We would play some people, and I would win, like, $40 at the end of the night. And so, like, someone challenged me at a game of pool there, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So I I played shitty the first game. I was like, yeah, let's double or nothing. I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I'll even let you uh, I'll even let you break, break the rack. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, well, I fucking ran seven on him, and then he hit another two, and I... It's crazy how shit-faced I was, and I can still remember this day. Like You remember a lot more about that night than I do. Oh, it was... There, there was a moment where I thought that you were going to get into a fight because of a veteran... Well, a veteran, in quotations, was telling you about a story that he had in Afghanistan. And then either you or your friend was like, this doesn't sound real. And... <laughs> It turned. I don't think the guy was a veteran. He he was wearing too much camo at a bar f- to be a veteran. <laughs> like, oh Jesus Christ! From what I know of veterans, yeah, it, yeah, no, that guy wasn't a veteran. He he was just a fucking. He was trying to get a free beer, but uh, I I and then he's like, "You fucking hustler!" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> We're at a bar. Yeah. Are you uh, expecting to find someone that's not? I, f- I fucking won. Yeah. I fucking won. F- five out of, like, four out of the five. Like, of course. Give me my fucking... I never... I don't think I got the money, but... He was like... Like, he got really aggressive to the point where he got kicked out. And then Brandon and I just went over to play uh, that shuffleboard game. Or, like, where, like, uh, there's, like, sawdust on the thing, on the on the board, and you, like... You, like, push the thing, and you try to, like, get, like, the most amount of points in it. Yeah, the, uh, shuffle, shuffleboard? No. It's not shuffleboard. It's something like the potato board. I don't know. It feels pickleboard. I feel like it's, like, one of those, like, weird names. It's got sawdust on it. You get those little shit bearings, Sh- and you, like. Yeah, shuffleboard's a standing up one, though. Yeah. Shuffleboard's standing up. Curling is on ice. What's the one with the hand? It, it doesn't fucking matter. It fucking matters. But the point is, like, we, uh, Brandon and I were playing that, and, like, he came back and was like, I don't like the way you, I don't like your attitude. And I'm like, who the fuck, like, hey, man, we're done already. Like, we, we've already done, you didn't even pay me. Like, you don't have the right to come up to me after you already didn't fulfill your end of the bargain just to talk more shit. I think his friend ended up, like, pulling him out of the bar. And then you, I think you came back inside from the patio and was like, hey, what's going up, going on, guys? And I'm like, I need food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, that night I walked to the Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. I remember walking in there and uh, there was a couple of my friends sitting in there. And I walked in and they were like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yeah, I remember uh, oh, the yeah, day just, I learned I can to... pay with a phone. Was that day because I, I needed more cigarettes and I lost my, my card. Mm-hmm. So I canceled my card or no, I left my card in your car, I think. Mm. And I'm like, no, 
I remember more now. It was with the bartender. My car was with the bartender. So I was like, and so the guy taught me how to use NFC on my phone mm. to pay for uh, cigarettes. And I was like, that is fucking cool. Like, I didn't know that phones were that smart back then. <laughs> this was like 2015, 2016. Mm, I, I no, just, it wasn't that early. Was it? It had to have been. Because I, I was like barely 21. I don't know. 21, 22 is when Brandon was still drinking. And Brandon stopped drinking like two or three years ago. One thing. Give me like two seconds. All right. Better? Better. Okay. Okay. Now we're back. Sorry. So, still learning how to use all this shit. That's fair. It's fucking bullshit. YouTube uh, tutorials. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, all right. You said you had a story for reading the room. Yeah, so we just went to the bathroom. That's that's why there's gonna be a weird cut. A little but, little pee break for both of us. But okay, so I I remember one time I was drinking with a friend, or I I went to happy hour once with like some of my uh, some of my uh, coworkers, and we were having a good time. And one of my coworkers lives in Gilbert, and I was like, um, "How about I follow you to your home, and then I'll spend the night there, and we can just party for the rest of the night." So we agreed on that and everything. Down. Started doing it. And first off, Gilbert is 47 miles away from my home. So <laughs> as of right now, I'm effectively just gone. That sounds like, that sounds so much further than it really is. I mean, it would have been a 40-minute drive home. Yeah. And I was already not... The point is, I was going to be stranded. Mm-hmm. So I was just relying on my coworker. Whom I knew for like six months at this point and never hung out with outside of work. Mm-hmm. And so we, yeah, I go to, I go to, I meet his family. He lived with his mom and dad at the time. And so I was like, hey, how's it going, Mr. So-and-so, Mrs. So-and-so? Like, oh, nice to meet you guys. You're, you're very lovely. Thank you for this like early dinner and everything. And they're like, well, you guys are going to have a good time tonight, so let's have fun. Or you might as well get your carbs in now before you uh, need to wake up. Mm. And I was like, you're great family, man. That was and that was odd, but thank you. <laughs> and, you know, we went to a bar. We went to a few bars, and it was kind of fun. I mean, it was like five. It was also like five or six. I, my gauge for time is like five or six years ago. I I just realized that I don't really know how long anything is. If it's long, if it's far away enough in my mind, it was probably five or six years ago. Hmm. But we were like hanging out, having a good time, and everything. Um, went from a bar to a club. Went from a club to a, a house party. Went from a house party back to a club, back to a bar. So we kind of made like a weird like full circle God of War map kind of thing where like you start and end of the same spot and throughout like the whole city of Gilbert. Like we really just did like a tour to Gilbert and <laughs> tour to Gilbert. There's there's one point in time like towards the end of the night when we got back to that bar where the friends that one of we took Ubers this whole time. We none of us drove. We none of us were able to drive. This is like top four times in which I was drunk but not blackout which is crazy <laughs> but we 
when we got back to the bar, it got to the point where, like, the friend group was being, like, such assholes. Like, to where, like, someone would come back up, come up to, like, uh, his buddy and be like, we're out of beer. I need more money. And he would, like, give them more money. Right. And, like, this was, like, just the course of the night with everybody doing it. Like, one guy would pay for it and everybody would, would, like, expect him to pay for more and give them cash. Well, it doesn't sound fun. And it got to the point where I went to my to my coworker. And I was like, "Hey, man, are they? Is, is he like doing something on the side, or like what what's going on here? Like, what is what is the situation?" He's like, "No, he runs a cleaning business. I don't a cleaning and a landscaping business." I'm like, "Well, it's really impressive, but like, what's going on here? Like, it's, right. what's happening? Why? I need to at least know the situation. Why and, is he demanding shit from you?" Well, it wasn't even him. It was like. His best friend and his friend's friends. I should really stop putting ice in these. <laughs> Probably. But <laughs> it's like, and like it got to a point where like, by the time we were at the bar for the second time, I was like getting kind of uncomfortable. And then that's when everything came to light because one of, uh, one of that guy's is, I don't even know what to call him, like a cousin or like friend to a cousin. Mm-hmm. Came up to him and was like, "Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? You have a, you have some of that shit that you owe me." And I was like, "What the fuck? Oh shit!" And it got real heavy real quick, like to the point where like he was getting bullied. I'm like, I don't know if I should fucking be a part of this. Like, <laughs> like I'm here and I'm witnessing it, but I don't know if I should even get involved because. The guy that's talking shit right now is clearly affiliated mm-hmm. somewhere. And so, like, I'm getting, like, oh, no, I didn't expect to be part of gang violence tonight. And uh, it got, like, more aggressive throughout the night at the bar. Yeah. And it's probably, like, 12, 30, 1 o'clock now. And... When the rest of the crew came in and saw that this guy was giving my coworker's friend a hard time, came up to him and was like, hey, man, how's it going? And gave him a noogie. I've never seen a grown man give another grown man a noogie. That that makes me uncomfy. And the dude took it. Mm. Like, hardcore was just like, yeah, you got me, man. You really came up behind me and, and gave me that nuggie. And I was like, what the fuck? He's like, hey, this guy, he's completely fucking harmless. This guy, he's a fucking pussy. You know how much money he owes me? He owes me fucking 10 racks right now. I was like, what oh. the fuck? He's like, hey, how about you calm the fuck down and you get in your fucking place? I was like, <laughs> I'm getting real fucking. And yeah. also, I was like somehow like one of only like five brown people. And it was getting real weird because of the fact that it's like. Oh, they know that I'm an outsider. Right. And, like, they're, like, talking to me and, like, they're, like, so are you from anywhere? And I'm, like, I mean, I'm I'm from Phoenix, but I'm not from Phoenix. Like, it, and like oh, okay. Where do you live? And I'm, like, yeah, I live in Phoenix. And, like, oh, you're going to stay vague, huh? I'm, like, I'm going to stay vague. Yeah. Like, it's. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, I don't. Listen, I'm just here. <laughs> you're, like, I don't fucking know you. Like, listen, I didn't. We're in downtown Gilbert. I didn't know this was ghetto. Right. Like, it's. <laughs> Didn't realize so, we could do this. 
later on that night, like something else happened, like down the down the Gilbert Strip, and it was like kind of weird. But like when we we're there, I'm like, there's a point where like I I started hearing like everyone's dirty laundry. It was like I fast forwarded through a whole like drama. Yeah. And I'm just getting like the juiciest parts of everything. <laughs> like I learned that someone had a kid with this person, and I'm like, I just chose to stay quiet most of the night because I was like, holy, like, I I I did not. I am invisible to these people. I'm a fly on the wall at this point. Right. I'm just watching like all these like gang politics and like social economics kind of take place, and I'm like, this is a fucking small town vibe. This is crazy. That's what you call this reading is, the room. Yeah. That. I, I fucking shut my mouth and I just because there was a point where I was like sitting at the table and I was just kind of looking around like just like yeah uh, all right what the fuck's happening like <laughs> I watched a bar fight and everybody was just like let them duke it out and I'm like what the fuck like <laughs> what the what the fuck kind of like old west shit is this like it that was guy crazy just that that guy just got hit with a fucking chair let him duke it out. Okay, like, uh, fine, I guess. Like, dude, it was it was fucking wild. Like, and like, like I said, downtown Gilbert, like a strip of Gilbert that's like the entertainment center for that area, and there's like all this shit happening, and I'm like, holy, like, fuck, <laughs> God, and like, damn it. So after after the bar went to close, homie spent another like four hundred dollars on like all the drinks for like the area that we were in. Mm-hmm. We took an Uber and we went to another party. And then we started playing beer pong and like everyone's like, "A hey, new guy, get over here." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck." Like, "God, come damn on, it. let's play beer pong." And I'm like, "I don't I don't really feel like playing beer pong right now." And like it got to the point where like I took the guy like away and I'm like, "Hey man, I know that like I'm not here, but like I I think you should probably reevaluate the situation that you're in." He's like, nah, bro, I got it all. I understand what's going on here. I'm like, are you sure? Like, it's... Yeah, like, I don't think you do. I'm actually scared. It turns out later, like, I learned that, like, his friend was... Not his friend. His brother was in the, uh... Is in jail and, like, owes money. And, like, there's, like, a whole familial thing that was going on. And mm-hmm. neighborhood things. And I was like... What the fuck am I a part of right now? This is and too like, much. And like, I, uh, so I let him be, and I started playing beer pong. And someone's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Let's put some fucking money down. And I'm like, I'm nope. not putting money down. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not doing that. I'm good. I will be done playing then. So I go outside and I smoke another cigarette. And one of the girls fucking comes over and like, hey, you know, you're kind of a badass. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm a badass. Like, where the fuck have I shown that I'm a badass? Like, <laughs> right. He's like, I've been watching you all night, and you are really good at being able to just figuring out, like, how to get through everything. I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like, did you hear half of that? Do you think that I'm, like, and, like, she was, like, trying to get in my pants. I'm like, I'm not doing that because of the events of tonight. Right. Like, it sounds terrifying to try to sleep with someone after hearing all of the other th- things happening tonight. Because it sounds like you're trying to rob me. Like, I'm trying not to rob doing me this. or trying to get me fucking roped into all the bullshit. And I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> I don't wanna. That was the one, that was one of those nights where even though someone said, let's have sex, I'm like, no. No, no. I say, no, no means no. And. <laughs> 
And like that whole night, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? My my, my coworker drove us back. It was like fucking 4.35 in the morning. We were watching the sunset, the sunrise as, as we were going home. And we were supposed to work the next day. It was like a Saturday, but we were like supposed to go in. Right. Neither of us went in. <laughs> like it was, it was terrible. I remember watching America's Most Wanted. It was, no, it was Cops. We were watching Cops on his couch, eating a hot eating hot pockets. Like we would make hot pockets, take them out, put more in. And just eat those hot pockets, and then like take those ones out and eat those, and like put more in. Like, we ate like six hot hot pockets between the two of us. This sounds like a, a trauma response. It it got to the point where we were like, <laughs> where I was like, "Hey man, I appreciate you coming out tonight, but it was kind of a crazy night." And he's like, "Yeah, it was a lot weirder than I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> he's like, I, "I didn't mean to fuck up that bad." He's like, "Listen, I didn't know yeah. that. I I didn't think that was how bad the night was gonna be." And I was like. Hey man, I hope I hope your friend's good. And he's like, "Yeah, me too." <laughs> I understand, and I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, like the whole night was just like me, kind of just trying to survive, walking between things, like figuring out, like, "Oh, Ooh. this person's talking shit right now." Yeah. I'm let's, not gonna let this one slide. Let's not or, like. Lo- let's not listen or make eye contact right now. Well, it's like one of those things too, where like I was like talking shit. I I started talking shit to someone. Because I knew they weren't going to do shit, and that ended up being the right move. Like, where it was like, they brought, like, a weak person to talk shit to me to see if I would back down. Mm -hmm. And I didn't back down. So, it was like, oh, so this guy is cool. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, I'm just... Like, I'm, Man, I'm just getting involved in ways I didn't think I was going to. Like You brought uh, reading the room to a whole new spectrum because sometimes there are scenarios where you do have to pick and choose what you even so much as listen to. Like you can't even acknowledge what's going on next to you. Oh yeah. No, you, there was, that's a real thing, you know, and that, that especially like out here in, in Phoenix that could land you in shit. You don't want to be a part of. I just remember hearing about like a drop off and I was like, Nope, I'm going. No. To, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah, like it's. I was like, I'm not. I'm not even fucking. No, I heard a hint of something. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. I'm not <laughs> even gonna fucking be a part of whatever this conversation is gonna end up being. No, it's uh, that's a crazy, crazy fucking uh, real section of reading the room because, like, it was the the uh, the unfair part of that though, because there is an unfair part. Is uh, there's not. I you know what I really I really can't speak statistically, but. I would say like half the people don't really have those street smarts. And I think that's fair to assess, right? A lot of people don't have the street smarts like right, that. Right. Street smarts meaning like you have to know when it's cool for you to be there. When or, it's cool for you to make a joke and when it's not. Well, when it's cool like for it's, you to to make your presence known. Because if you make your presence known in the wrong spot, you're going to get yourself dug in. No, I had, I had I had an eye kept on me the whole night. Like I, yeah. I knew that there was Someone in the group just being like, he still seems cool. Like, yeah, and that's that bullshit. Because like, there's like, I definitely a girl like assigned to me to like, talk to me throughout and like make me feel more comfortable. But mm-hmm. like, I was like, listen, do you want to dance? Like, we're at a club. Right. Like, do you want to dance right now? Let's go dance real quick. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't want to dance. I'm like, okay, well then, what? Are, like, why are you talking to me if you really <laughs> want to like talk to me? Like, and she's like, uh, I'm like, 
Yeah. yeah okay. That's like, all I feel. Yeah. <laughs> like, listen, I'm just here for a good time, and shit got wild. Like shit, the man. amount of. It turns out I came to like the season finale of all that drama. Like it, I accidentally came at like the time in which even he was like, I didn't know what any of that was going to be. And like, since then he's like, yeah, I, I don't talk to them anymore. <laughs> there is also the possibility of uh, people just being so naturally oblivious because the majority of people on the other side of that spectrum would uh, would probably not recognize what's actually happening simply because they don't have the place in their mind to acknowledge what's going on around them. Well, I think it's also just because of the way I grew up. Like, I I saw a lot of... Well, yeah. and, like, me growing up, like, wearing blue was just what you did. Oh. Like, you always had to wear, like, some sort of blue. That's a sidestep. Or, like... Well, it's like... I went to Choya Middle School. Like, the colors were literally blue. Tumbleweed, blue and yellow. Like, it was... Like, you always wore blue because that's just where you were going. When I went to uh, Echo Mountain, I think the colors were, like, fucking maroon and... No. Echo Mountain was blue, too. So, like, my whole life, it was just, like, you always wore blue, and your favorite color was blue, and you always liked blue. And... Which is kind of ironic. I'm wearing blue today. I don't know. I don't know about all the color situation out here. Uh, Out here in Arizona... Well, now it's red. We really don't have anything that's got a leg to stand on out here, so we're not gonna we're not gonna get too far into that. Well, that that that's a different conversation, well, but well, it is because I'm not talking about Sinaloa, and that's basically where it runs your ship. Yeah, so and a lot of them like to wear red, but that's that's a different <laughs> it's a different red area we're gonna, of all of that. We're gonna keep that but, off conversation, but. <laughs> Like, I just remember, like, growing up and, like, you always wear, like, blue and blue and blue. And, like, I think I wore blue that day. And then, like, uh, turns out on Gilbert, they like to wear red a lot. And because a lot of their schools have red in their colors. And I'm like, oh, joy. Like, I stick out like a sore thumb. And that's, I got told that at one point that night of, like, you know, everyone notices you, right? And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Listen, I thought I was going to have fun tonight. All right? Like, <laughs> it was supposed to be a good night. I, I felt like Snoop Dogg going into Death Row Records the first time. Oh, God. Like, it it, it really was just like, all right. Like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Is there anything you want to close this out with? No. I, um, give me, give yeah. me, give yeah, me yeah. some more. Give me some more dev intellectual. So, the other aspect of reading the room is also, like, uh, be being, like, be, like, when someone's not feeling good, to, like, know to, like, not say anything negative. So, like, you know, like, when a, when a family member dies or anything, like, definitely just, like, try to use, like, any any joke or, like, anything of that nature that's, like, not pertaining to the situation or any situation of that. of that. Like, it's just, you know, make, make sure that at the end of the day, you're more of a... You're... You're you're more of a bright spot on on the on what's going on than you are the the downfall. Like be mindful of what other people are are feeling at the moment. That's fair. Cuz it's <laughs> really important cuz everything is fun until it's not and you don't know how other people are going to react in dire situations. Right. And I think that's that's uh that stands a lot for, you know, some some people do or don't care about you know how the rest of your day is going to go. But I personally believe that uh, 
when you can lift somebody up, you know, it, it truly lifts up a part of you as well. Yeah. So, and I think that's, uh, I think that's really good to end on. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you go to bed, know that you're, you're in a bed or know that you're at least safe for the moment at the very least. Like just go to bed knowing that you're, you're safe. Like it's when when you go to sleep in your room at night, mm-hmm. you, the last thing you should be is like, I hope that I wake up tomorrow. Like it's, you should just be like, ah, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm in a good spot right now. Fair enough. The rest of the day may have been bad, but at least this bed is comfortable right now. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, just like always, <laughs> whatever platform you're listening on, if it's uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give me that like, follow, that subscribe, and you'll get notified any time a new episode drops. Um, if you're in Arizona and you do see the Me vs. Me truck, because there is one and it's covered in the logos, uh, don't be afraid to to honk, to whistle, to wave, mm. whatever it is that you want to do. You know, just say hi. I got no problems with it. I love uh, I love knowing that this thing is really bringing positivity to people's lives. So don't be ever afraid to say hi. And uh, Devlin, I got nothing. I've already. <laughs> he said I've said enough. I've said enough. I've said that, enough. That last message didn't come out the way I was hoping for it. <laughs> That's all right. We'll see you again soon. And, uh, yeah, a lot of big things planned. (laughs) He said, I'm out. Love you guys.